Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. FM Nash Icon is what you got it on on your radio dial. Got the privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, great way to take the show with you anywhere. We're on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but uh, you can check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Usually up about 20 minutes after the program ends. 
And, of course, today is Tuesday. So um, we're going to be talking a lot about what's going on with the Saints, uh, LSU, Pelicans. Also going to get into um, a lawsuit that was brought up, brought, brought, to, brought uh, in a state court, uh, trying to lift the COVID-19 mandates in Arlene's Parish. And then something that really frightened me last night, i got to be honest with you, something I didn't realize because I really stay in touch with what's going on with the city and crime, etc. But on multiple stations last night, Fox 8 really honing in on it, uh, the number of kidnappings that have, been ha- that have happened in New Orleans over the last three years. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go forward. Got a great guest list for you today. Glenn Gilbo of, of um, Outkick.com is going to join us at around 435. We'll talk some uh, Saints with him. We'll talk about the retirement of Tom Brady. And we'll talk about the LSU Tigers uh, basketball team uh, struggling right now, again, in terms of you know, getting their shots together. Uh, Will Wade is doing everything possible to try to get these guys back on track in terms of uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Look, we know they're a great defensive team. Um, I don't know if you can do it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, you either can shoot or you can't. I mean, you can work on it. I mean, we've seen that with the Pelicans, right? Uh, but I don't know if you can do that in season and make a difference. Um, I mean, you're a scorer or you're not. You're a shooter or you're not. Um, you know, I think things will get better now that Pinson is back. Uh, and that, that'll, that'll you know, get the offense in a situation where you know, maybe it's flowing better. But just to say this team is going to start out shooting teams, I just don't know if it's going to happen. We'll talk to Glenn about that at 435. We're going to go to Mobile. Uh, I told you guys um, – this is an interesting senior bowl this year because rarely do you get the top quarterbacks um, competing at the senior bowl these days. I mean, you just don't. A lot of those guys sit out. Uh, they, you know, they're not going, you know, they're, they're, they're shoe-ins for maybe the first couple of picks of the draft. Uh, it's not so this year. It's a very defensive-heavy draft. And a lot of those quarterbacks are going to fall. But anybody that wants to get a, a real look at these quarterbacks, you know, in, in a pro-type offense, um, going with, again, pro-coaching, is going to have an opportunity to do that this week in Mobile. Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast is there. We'll get his take on what's happening with the Senior Bowl, what's happening with those quarterbacks, and, of course, his thoughts on, again, the departure of, uh, of Sean Payton. That'll happen at 535. Also, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, uh, another great guest, a, a guy that has written multiple books about the New Orleans Saints, including, again, about Sean Payton and Drew Brees and that offense. Um, Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com and Fox 8 Sports will join us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. That is Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page uh, at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE. 10 p.m. on The Deuce, Friday 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, also, again, on the WLA-TV YouTube page, and also ericasher.com. So, again, um, looking forward to having Jeff on the program this week. Uh, talk about the Saints, talk about what's going on in terms of the candidates, etc. Breaking news right now out of Miami. Uh, Brian Flores, former head coach of the uh, 
Miami Dolphins have filed a class action suit against the NFL. The New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Dolphins claiming racial discrimination in the league's hiring process for coaches and executives. Uh, Flores filed that uh, suit in the Southern District of New York on Tuesday. It accuses Dolphins owner Stephen Ross of offering him $100,000 for every loss in an effort to tank for the number one pick during the 2019 NFL season. It also includes texts that he alleges that from, uh, from that are from the uh, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick that demonstrates that the Giants conducted an interview with Flores knowing that they intended to hire Brian D- D- Dabal uh, as their head coach. The suit also alleges the Giants interviewed Flores simply to satisfy the NFL's Rooney rule mandating the requirements that teams interview minority candidates. So, again, this is a class action suit. This broke within within the last hour. Interesting how that affects the New Orleans Saints. They did not um, um, interview. There was No, actually, he was supposed to interview with the Saints today, okay, uh, Brian Flores. It's the same situation here in New Orleans, though, right? I mean, will the Saints be a party of this suit eventually? Um, I mean, Doug Peterson interviewed yesterday, um, former Saints defensive backs coach and also defensive back and current defensive defensive coordinator uh, Aaron Glenn, who is also African-American, was scheduled to, to um, uh, interview on Wednesday. Current Saints uh, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen is expected to interview on Thursday. And, and now, um, uh, what is it, Doug? Dennis Rizzi, uh, the uh, uh the special teams coach uh, for the uh, for the Saints uh, is also going to interview on Thursday. Now, remember, he was instrumental in helping Dennis Allen uh, during that Saints-Tampa game in which um, Peyton was out with COVID-19. There's no word on Eric Bieniemy if he's going to be invited to uh, to also uh, interview. But l- let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> everything we're hearing right now is Dennis Allen is is going to be the choice. Uh, yes, they're interviewing African-American candidates, but again, it seems like it's fait complete at this point that Dennis Allen is going to be the guy. I wonder again how this lawsuit affects that and how it affects maybe interviewing Brian Flores for the job uh, today, if that even happened. So again, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, especially with the fact that, again, this lawsuit has been filed now, class action lawsuit against the NFL. And look, let me, let me just say this right now. We all know, right, anybody that follows this, that follows the NFL, knows that in a lot of cases uh, the Rooney Rule is, is there. It's there for a reason to give, again, uh, the, uh, those in the, uh, the minority candidates an opportunity to be able to be interviewed. But in a lot of cases, general managers already have their minds made up. Well, owners already have their minds made up on the direction they want to go. And, they, and again, I don't want to say that they, they begrudgingly go through, go, go through the process, because I think it's good anytime anyone can be interviewed for a head coaching job because ultimately, again, it gives you an opportunity to go through the interview process. It's going to make you better on your next interview. It also puts you out there as, again, a list of candidates for other jobs that, that, that can be available. There's a lot of reasons why. But, again, I'm sure that some uh, minority candidates are very, very frustrated by the fact that, uh, you know, they're interviewing with, with no chance of getting the job, zero chance of getting the job. Um, in the case of Brian Flores, the thing that really blew me away was uh, that the owner of the Miami Dolphins would offer him $100,000 a game to tank. Are you kidding me? $100,000 a game to tank um, uh, so, that, again, that they can get a higher draft pick. I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that in professional sports. We, again, we saw tanking for a long time in the NBA until they went to the uh, ping pong balls. Um, we've seen that situation in some cases in the NFL. 
but I've never heard of again a owner giving a bonus to a coach to lose. That's 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 pretty unprecedented. Also today is is a is a, a sad day for the NFL. Um, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, at the quarterback position, uh, has officially retired. Tom Brady announced on his Instagram uh, Instagram uh, uh, post today that he's retiring from the NFL. Look, I'm not surprised. And, and look, this is the this is the New Orleanian coming out in me, uh, the Saints fan coming out in me. Uh, you know, he, he was around. Yes, he could still play at a high level. Look, he's six foot five. Breeze was six foot. Um, you look at you know the his ability to be able to again continue to throw the ball at a high level, uh, still being able to make all the throws where Breeze was not toward the end of his career. You know that surgically repaired shoulder kind of let him down toward the end of his career. Uh, if Breeze could still play at a high level, I think he'd still be playing. Okay, uh, Brady chooses to leave. He's got all the records now that Breeze had. Um, that, that those are pretty much his now on the way out. Looking at the landscape of the NFL, the fact that he played 22 years, the fact that Breeze played 20 years in the NFL, are we going to see that again from a quarterback? Uh, especially, again, the, the, the amount of money quarterbacks make now. Um, the, 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 you know, even though, again, it is hands-off in terms of the NFL, uh, uh, when, when you talk about the quarterback position and the ability to be able to um, uh, get physical with that position. So, again, that's allowed t- uh, players like Brady, Big Ben, uh, Breeze to be able to have more longevity in the NFL because, again, they're not getting hit like the Archie Mannings of, 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 of yesteryear, okay, where, again, they got beat up within within a seven, eight, nine-year uh, span of their career. And, you know, some were able to go in, into the teens, but most, again, if you played 10 years in the NFL as a quarterback, you did well. But when you look at this situation, Obviously, at this point, he brought he, 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 as a as a mercenary goes to the Bucks, gets that Super Bowl, and I said this yesterday. You know, the Bucks are going to get decimated in free agency. You can listen to the podcast. Maybe I'll go back through it again if we have time uh, again today. But if you look at all the free agents that are available, and then the money that they have under the cap to be able to resign their own, uh, they're in the same kind of a boat that the Saints were in a lot of cases. They're going. They went all in for the Super Bowl. A lot of those guys are going to move on now that uh, Tom Brady's not there. It'll be interesting to see, again, how this kind of plays out. Look, to me, he's going to always go down as the GOAT, right? I've respected him, okay? But, but being a Breeze fan, it's been hard for me to pull for Brady. But nobody has had as much sustained success than, 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 than Brady has had. And, and for what he has, 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 has given to the game, uh, I, I respect what he was able to accomplish. Now, again, we talked a little bit about Tampa Bay again yesterday and what they're going to do if they, lo- if they lose the core of this team to free agency. Um, it, it makes the NFL, NFC South wide open. To me, Saints have a have an incredible defense. I've said it before. Get the quarterback position sewed up. Got to get another running back that can again that can help come take some pressure off Kamara. Got to get the wide receiver room straight, and that means again probably a veteran wide receiver and, and maybe maybe one or two uh, rookies. Draw uh, one being drafted high. Michael Thomas coming back. Hardy and, and, and also having Callaway in the mix there. You'll be a pretty decent spend, you'll be in a decent spot there. Got to get a veteran tight end. Got to figure out what you're going to do with free safety. Then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Quan and also P.J. Williams. That's pretty much it at this point when, when you talk about where the Saints, you know, what they have to do in the offseason. The biggest one being, again, the quarterback position. I'm going to say this right now. It would not surprise me 
that if Jameis Winston does not re-sign with the Saints, that he ends up back in Tampa Bay, a more polished quarterback with a working knowledge of that Peyton offense and maybe a better quarterback because of it. You know, for the Saints, it was all about timing, right? And, look, nobody was pushing the goat out the door, especially not me, who, again, kept telling you guys, you will rue the day that Drew Brees hangs up the cleats. Uh, you know, of course, we didn't know that Sean Payton would be shortly behind him, didn't we? We didn't know that Sean Payton would walk out the, the door, leaving that quarterback room so unsettled. You know, and, and the offense really decimated in, in, in a lot of cases. You know, you got a backfield that offensive line now, again, with Toronto Armstead moves on, which it looks like he might. So, again, the, the defense is in really good shape. The offense is the one that, that again, you really kind of uh, uh, need to have some work on. And that was one, one thing you felt good about having Peyton here because you knew over the next couple seasons he was going to get that offense back to where it was. He's gone now, but so is Breeze. And, of course, the timing of what we heard over and over again, right? Breeze would have retired uh, in 2020. Then Brady was going to come in, and, and he was going to, going to be the Saints quarterback. Uh, my guess is if Tom Brady is here, They're winning Super Bowls. Um, More than likely, again, Sean Payton is here as well. He's not walking away. Um, So we'll see how that that kind of plays out. Also, I did want to talk a little bit about what's going on with the the Pels. Um, You know, the drums are beating much louder now for C.J. McCollum. And we've had... um, We've had several correspondents on this program over the last few weeks who have really, really talked a lot about C.J. McCollum. And I I like the guy. I like him as a player. Okay, I really do. Um, there's a lot of talk that, again, the Pels may be all in at the trading deadline, which is February the 10th, uh, to try to be able to get C.J. McCollum in New Orleans, especially if Portland uh, decides to be able to um, uh, go into a situation where they're, where they're tanking. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's got to be for draft picks, and I've said this all along. Last night, Jackson Hayes played the four. Now, I don't know why this wasn't thought of earlier, especially because of his slender build. Now, I understand they have a four now in Zion Williamson. Maybe that was the emphasis of not putting him there. But he showed incredible versatility last night. Nine for 10, 19 points, seven rebounds, three blocks. And looked very, very comfortable uh, in, in, in that role. He was one for two uh, from three-point line. Now, again, I don't want him shooting three points, uh, three-pointers, but at the same time, he looked very, very comfortable in that spot. Look, I've said the same thing about, about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Both of these guys are too young to give up on. Okay, they have the ability to play in the NBA at a high, high, high level. It'll be interesting to see again if Griff gives up on them too soon. I would not. Okay, both of these guys, lottery picks. You're looking at a situation, although I believe Dawn was just outside. You know, both both lottery picks. I'll correct myself there. And and both are young. Uh, You know, uh, as I mentioned before, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, two years at Virginia Tech. And you've got... um, Hayes at one year in Texas. So these guys are still learning how to be, again, NBA players. And you would hate, again, with everything, them, uh, with them being here in New Orleans, getting an opportunity to be coached up, especially with Willie Green here now, uh, to be able to, again, give up on those, ki- on those kids too early. Uh, the draft picks, I have no problem. You got Bucks fa- first-round picks. You got Lakers first-round picks. If, if, if Portland wants picks, give, give them all the picks they want. I don't know if I'd give up on these young kids too too quickly. Pelicans are still without uh, uh, Ingram. Uh, they're 18 and 32 now. They're in 12th place. They're two and a half games out of the 10th spot. They're losers of four in a row, and, and now and they're in Detroit tonight for the second on the back to back. 
uh, after losing to the Cavs last night, 93-90. to Now, they went 7-5 and five in December. That was their first winning month. Not so much in, this, in, in, the, in the month of January, which you got to tell you what is a tougher schedule. Plus, again, losing Ingram with so many games during the uh, month of January did not help. They went 5-10 and 10 in the month of January, uh, again, which doesn't bode well. But look, again, 12th place. Two and a half games out of the 10th spot right right now with, with still losing four in a row. So they're in the mix here. We'll see how that's going to play out. We had the Instagram post by, by Zion last week. Uh, does that mean that he'll be back, you know, by the All-Star break? Hopefully so. And then you maybe you're able to make a run. Hopefully he gets back before then and you're able to at least get him in and acclimate him to the offense. Because as I said before, he's such a ball-dominant player that, again, when he comes back, Okay, Valanciunas has got to take a back seat. Um, Ingram, in some cases, will take a back seat. Uh, you know, what's he going to do? Is he going to be bringing the ball up? If he is, again, what are you bringing C.J. McCollum in here for? So we'll see how that kind of plays out going forward in, in terms of, again, Zion. But they need help right now. And, 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 look, they have some depth. That depth just not where you need it to be in terms of, again, quality depth. Hopefully, hopefully, you get some of these starters back and then those guys are not having to play so many, so many starter-type minutes, and then they can settle into their roles coming off the bench. Also, tomorrow's National Signing Day. Um, the, uh, they're very, very, uh, when you look at LSU right now, it's going to be huge for Brian Kelly and, and LSU. Uh, they've got to close strong, and they've got to sign, again, at least the, the, the top four players on, on, on their list. Jacoby Matthews, uh, safety. Uh, Harold Perkins, linebacker, Trevante Citizen, running back, and tight end Danny Lewis. If Kelly can close on these big four, I think it's going to be a coup, uh, a coup for the program. They really got a late start because of the hiring of Kelly, right? Um, also, again, the defections in a lot of cases of guys that were that were uh, being core that were being recruited by Ed Ogeron, Corey Raymond. Uh, you know, you can you can. You know, you can talk about, again, the possible defections because, of, again, those guys gone and no longer part of the, of the program. But let me say this, and, and this is where I kind of hesitate on, on these young kids now because there, there is no commitment anymore to the university. There's no commitment to, again, the name on the front of the jersey. It's all about the name on the back of the jersey. And, you know, when can I get on the field? When I can I display my talents so I can get to the NFL? Um, the landscape of college athletics has changed with the transfer portal. It just is what it is. So even if these kids sign with LSU or they don't sign with LSU, it doesn't matter, okay, at this point. Look, they all have liens elsewhere, right? Uh, if they don't have instant success in Baton Rouge or, again, wherever they choose, it's always going to be open-ended and a possibility their second choice uh, could be their first choice when they get back in the transfer portal or vice versa. For Matthews, again, it's out of Florida and LSU. For Perkins, it's out of LSU and Texas A&M. For Citizen, it's out of LSU and Auburn. Uh, again, so just because they sign doesn't mean that they're going to be committed uh, for three years. And, you know, at least three years. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out. And here's another interesting tidbit before, before we go to break. We bring on Glenn Gilbo. Because I wondered about how this was going to play out with the NIL. Uh, name, name, image, image, and likeness. Pete Thamel of ESPN reported yesterday that Grambling, okay, uh, historic, historic, historic black university, one, again, the most historic uh, football programs in the history of college football, especially under Eddie Robinson, is set to announce a name, image, and likeness deal for all scholarship student-athletes, all scholarship student-athletes, where, again, and then they, and, and in the tweet it was quoted, where every Grambling athlete receives annual income from NIL. The deal is believed to be the first of its kind. Grambling state officials, uh, again, have confirmed the NIL deal is developing. 
Uh, no details have been released yet, but there are two companies that are working on a release right now, and it's going to be sent out to the media once all that is completed uh, per Grambling State and Pete Thamel. Uh, the two companies involved are Urban Edge Network and Anthill, uh, as reported by Thamel. Uh, now, again, it's, they're going to be providing income for Grambling scholarship athletes. Uh, so that that is one of a kind, first I've heard of, okay? Uh, we all know that NILs can channel money for athletes without incorporating it into the additional funding from the university. It's outside money. But, you know, this is always going to be thought, thought to be the have and have-nots. Grambling is looking at it this as, you know what? Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. So we'll see if that might be the blueprint going forward uh, for these universities, especially those that, again, that, that are not in, in, in the power five. Um, you know, that, that ultimately, if, you, if you're going to sign with a, with a school that's not a power five, everyone's going to get a little piece of the pie here. Uh, we know that, again, if you're, if you're a power five team, you, it's going to be top heavy. Uh, the best players are going to get the most money. They're going to probably get the, again, the deals. Yeah, you know, the, 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 the second string offensive lineman is probably not getting anything other than, again, his scholarship. Uh, so we'll see how that, that kind of plays out. But Grambling on the forefront here of, again, NIA, NIL deals, every single student athlete uh, that, is, that is enrolled at Grambling will have an opportunity to be, again, uh, get, get an annual income from NIL uh, if, if this deal works out. All right, don't forget about, about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Uh, and, look, it doesn't matter where you live. With the 15 trucks that are, uh, are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area, that if you need emergency service, they're there for you quickly. The 30-minute courtesy call is, the one, is, again, set the standard in the industry here in New Orleans. A lot of other places are doing that now. Burkhardt did it first. Why? They know your time is important. And look, things have changed, right? I mean, with COVID and everything else, a lot of people working from home, etc. But even then, you might have a meeting set for a certain time, and again, a, you know, a Zoom meeting, and you can't have the AC guy again rumbling up in the attic, right? So again, that 30-minute courtesy call lets you know when they're on their way. You can schedule things around it. So again, it's, it's all about customer service. And then Nate's certified technicians, highest certification in the industry when it, when it comes to uh, working on your system. And remember, authorized to service all brands, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. It's a one-stop shop for you when you're looking at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. Truly a company you can trust. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. I bought football tickets for my husband's birthday, and now I'm in a football bubble. All I see online are articles and ads about football. I hate feeling manipulated. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. 
Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Are you ready for the cold this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my heating system ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. With 30 years of the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any heating system. Burkhart gets your system running right, and they can find and fix problems before you really need the heating system this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhart at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Tell them Eric sent you. Grace Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. <laughs> got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've, you've uh, gotten the notice from your uh, a flood insurance carrier yet about uh, flood insurance here in South Louisiana. I got mine yesterday. You want to talk about sticker shock, okay? Um, I'm glad I got Dave Miet to turn, turn around and, and, and to be able to talk to and to be able to, uh, to try to traverse through this. Um, uh, it's this is the time when again having an independent insurance agent will really help you uh, in terms of again maybe going back and you know getting a second look at your property uh, when it comes to again flood insurance and again what they're looking at in terms of why your rates have have, have skyrocketed um, of course dealing with your insurance company when it comes to the aftermath of of uh, hurricanes you know, you know I think we all feel kind of the same way right you don't mind paying for insurance as long as when, again, there is a catastrophe, insurance will pay off. And I think that's, that's the key here. And uh, if you're with a national company, in a lot of cases you feel like you're getting run, run, really kind of going through the ringer here and really nowhere to go. The great thing about, again, a, a place like Dave Miet Insurance is he's there for you. He's there to be able to, again, help you traverse 
uh, going through again the supplemental uh, uh, the, these supplemental uh, uh, deals that you have to put in to uh, be able to uh, uh, maybe get a second look at your insurance claim, these supplemental claims. Also, again, the ability to be able to steer you in the right way. And then, again, to be able to sit down with you and go point by point on what your insurance is. So, again, you know you're, in, you're, you're, or you're, you're insured enough to be able to make sure that if something does happen, then, again, you're, you're not underinsured, okay, or overinsured in some cases, right? Uh, it's Dave Insurance, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-G.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. And then don't forget, 504-556-0809. You want to save, call Dave. He's got his insurance uh, offices on Veras next to Shogun in Metairie. He'll sit down with you, do a consultation on what you're needing. And again, whether you're a business owner or whether you're just a homeowner or you're looking for uh, automobile insurance or life insurance, uh, give Dave a call. Again, it's about, it's about service after the sale. And that's what you get at Dave Miet Insurance. 556-0809. That's D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. All right, let's head to the guest line. Join us on the program now from outkick.com is uh, Glenn Gilbo. Glenn, how are you, bud? Good, Eric. I'm um, actually driving to Mobile right now for the Senior Bowl and then listening to your show, man. That, that is great show, first off. But those two developments you mentioned, Flores getting offered 100 100- in a game to lose, plus the Grambling NIL. Those two stories are fascinating, man. No, they really are. They really. First of all, congratulations to Grambling to take a hard look at trying to be able to make sure every one of their student athletes gets a piece of NIL. That's something I have not heard on the collegiate level at all. And then, first of all, who, what owner pays their coach to, to tank? I mean, that just makes no sense, huh? Could you imagine how much money J.D. Roberts and Mike Ditka? <laughs> they don't own the franchise. Right. <laughs> of course, you know, you know you're bringing back all those names and you're scaring me once again. Because, the, you know, the guy that turned it around really was Jim Moore and Jim Finks, right? Hassel had a pretty a decent uh, era here. But obviously what Peyton did. Uh, was unprecedented here in New Orleans. You're bringing up some names that I mean. I'm, let me give Bum a little bit of credit too. You know that 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 what was it? That draft in '81 was an incredible draft, right? Uh, with brought oh, in Ricky yeah. Jackson, that you know, or George Rogers. I mean, that was a, that was a draft that really kind of helped him. And you know, obviously Moore comes in with the USFL players on top of Bum's great drafts, and he's able to turn this thing around pretty quickly with Jim Finks at the helm. Yeah, Morrow used the uh, the early version of the transfer portal. Yes, <laughs> he, he did. The USFL transfer portal. Thank goodness Donald Trump ruined the USFL and, and closed it, right? So it made all those it's the truth. Uh, available. If Trump doesn't push for them to go from head-to-head with the NFL in the fall, I believe, well, the USFL is coming back, right? But I believe the USL, USFL is probably going to be absorbed into the NFL, at least a few of those teams eventually, right? Or could still be playing exactly. spring football. Yeah, he was he was blamed by the other owners for. Well, the other owners they thought they could stay as the USFL with fewer teams, right. but Trump Trump always wanted to be an NFL owner, and he was more concerned with getting in the NFL than keeping the USFL alive. So he kind of hurt the league, according to uh, the, particularly the people in Birmingham uh, at, at, with that USFL team, but. No, that was, and, and of course, it was it was it was Tampa Bay Bandits uh, again. We're, we're also uh, and, and and their and their owner. Okay, um, uh, back uh, back then was was really the uh, the guy that really stood up to um, uh, 
exactly. uh, to, to Donald Trump. Uh, Bassett, John right, Bassett. They were good. They were good with Spurrier as, as their coach. Yeah, yes. I, I, think it, I think it would have lasted, too, because it was off to a, a decent start. Of course, they, they spent a little too much money too early and tried to go big too quick. True. But, but if, if they'd have gone a little slower or cut back at midstream, they, they might have lasted because it was, it was getting popular. I mean, I remember going was, to I, I loved it. It was ESPN had just come on board during that time yeah. down here in New Orleans. We had just got really cable television uh, to be able to watch the USFL on a Friday night. Okay, leading in, 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 in into um into the weekend. I think they had a games during uh, they had one game during the week. I mean, from Alan Risher out in Arizona to Bobby A. Bear up in up in Michigan. I mean, you go right down the line with all the all the teams there. And, and then of course, look, they went into the NFL and grabbed some really good players that ultimately played there. Uh, you talk about Jim Kelly down in, in Houston. I mean, they had some really good quarterbacks in that league as well. Well, who was the Saints quarterback? Uh, forget his name now. I mean, the Saints, the Breakers quarterback. Who was that guy? Uh, oh, John. I'm trying to think of his name now. He was good. He was good. But, yep. But you know, that was the that was New Orleans' first winner because the Saints were still not till '87 did they have a True. winning season. Breakers broke out to like a seventy-one start. I remember people were going wild. But um, and it was cool because I. Um, I started a new job in Montgomery, Alabama in 85, and I covered some of the Birmingham uh, USFL games, mm-hmm. one of the playoff games against Jim Mora with Philadelphia. Wow. First time yeah. I talked to him because he was the Philly coach. And, look, he had a, obviously he had a great team. Uh, oh, no and it really, I mean, he came, I mean, look, Taking him from from the USFL, his knowledge of all the USFL players, and then of course just the players that came off of his team in Philadelphia. I mean, Damn you no. look at it. Uh, you know, two what? Half of the Dome Patrol came from the USFL. Uh, Bobby right. Abear came from the USFL. Buford Jordan came from the USFL. Uh, I mean, we go right down the line. Antonio Gibson was a USFL uh, uh, refugee. I mean, look at all of them. I mean, again, it it turned the Saints. Uh, it turned the Saints around very, very quickly to the point they were able to compete with the San Francisco 49ers that were the class of the NFL back then. Well, yeah, you just said it. Half of the greatest linebacker crew in the history of the NFL, two of them came from the USFL. Hey, man, I never thought we'd be talking USFL when I joined you today, but it's, it's been fun. <laughs> no, and, and look, it's, it's gonna, the one thing about this time around the first year, all the teams are going to play in Birmingham. So, again, yes, the New Orleans has a team, but they will not play here. So we'll be interested to see, again, how that kind of plays out uh, going, going forward. But that's, that's, going to be, um, that's going to be interesting. Well, you know, baby steps. You know, maybe they'll have a better work model, business model this year to make it work, this time to make it work. Oh, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, let, let's, let's shift gears, first of all. Um, your thoughts about that lawsuit? Now, I want you to rem- I want to remind you that today Flores was supposed to be able to interview with the Saints. I wonder if that even came, if that ever came off or not. Yeah, I know. I I, uh, I wrote that story uh, before I left Baton Rouge, and uh, you know I, I don't I don't know if that that interview actually happened or not. But that is an interesting lawsuit, particularly the hundred thousand a game part, because I don't really. You know, I don't really buy the uh, interviews thinking you don't have a chance for the job because, you know, a lot of times in football and in other businesses, 
you know, they don't have to interview you for that job. Sometimes they're interviewing for maybe hiring you five years down the road or something, or just mm-hmm. seeing what you are and putting you on their list for the future. So it's still good to go in on an interview, you know, if you're an African-American coach and you don't think you have a shot. Well, you do, maybe you don't until the interview starts, or that interview may be something that rings true a couple of years down the road. So I don't think he's got grounds for much of a lawsuit there. I remember Nick Saban used to say, you know, when he was interviewing for coaches at LSU, he would tell them, well, look, I might not hire you now, but I might hire you in a couple of years. So, so you never know the worth of, a, of a, the value of an interview. But, um, and, and Flores is going to get another job as a head coach, I think, if not this oh, yeah. year soon. Come on. He did a great job at Miami. There, there's something fishy going on there <laughs> at that lawsuit. But Jeff, right. I mean, a lot of people thought there was something fishy there, you know, long before the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. Although, again, look, the um, the NFL can be a very, very inclusive place, and it, and it can also be a place where, where, where again, I mean, inclusive again for those that, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, th- those that have coached before, those that have an opportunity again to be the retreads, right. but it also they, they can ostracize you as well. And I wonder again, once you sue the league, again, how that plays out. Look, we've seen it with Sean Payton in a lot of cases. Again, how he thumbed his nose at the league, and again, what what happened in, in, in the years since then, from from again yeah, the Vikings scandal to Bounty Gate all the way down. Yeah, because you know when when Payton was in the throes of those three straight seven and nines. You know, I think a lot of people, myself included, thought he would be more attractive to other teams than apparently he was. You know, so maybe he was actually being blackballed a little bit there. But, you know, if you sue the NFL, though, you got a good chance of becoming the Oakland Raiders head coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 yeah. that may happen for Flores. It's interesting. i tell you what. I want to say this. It, it, it's definitely ballsy. Okay, it definitely is. Yeah. Okay, to be able to go, to be able to again take on the NFL, uh, especially as a minority coach, no, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. As far as the as far as the the candidates go, again, Doug Peterson has, has uh, interviewed. We thought Flores would interview today. Uh, Aaron Glenn tomorrow, uh, Dennis Allen, and also uh, Darren Rizzi on, on on Thursday. No word on Eric Bieniemy. Your thoughts on the candidates? Well. You know, I think Eric Bieniemy is impressive. I wrote about him last week with with, with the Chiefs. Um, you, you know, maybe, maybe they might still interview him because uh, he just got available. But um, you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't really have a sure pick. I mean, Dennis Allen looks like that could be a good pick, and Mickey Loomis listening to him the other day, he he uh, you know said that the Saints are in much different situation than the other teams are because they've been doing really well and that's a great point i mean even though they fell to nine and eight we know you know why they fell to nine and eight because of the slew of, of injuries so um i can see the motivation to keep the staff together all the way through but boy it's going to be strange to not have that offensive coach heading up the saints if dennis allen gets the job then then you know they they really got to find uh a good offensive coordinator, and but you know they may already have that person there. You don't, you don't think Carmichael, Carmichael. is he's the offensive coordinator now? You don't think he stays in, in that position? I mean, I do. Well, uh, I, I don't I think, think they. Do you know, the defensive coordinator position to me is the one that's open, and then we don't even know if at that point Allen chooses to call the defense, most like Peyton chose to call call the offense. 
Well, I think Allen will be very involved with the defense, but I think Ryan Nielsen will be a great defensive coordinator for the mm-hmm. Saints with, with Allen. And uh, Carmichael certainly has a lot of experience, but, you know, he's not exactly gotten a lot of uh, interest from other, from other teams. But, you know, he likes it in New Orleans. He likes working for Sean. So he could be, uh, you know, a sleeper. He might be really good in charge uh, and completely in charge of the offense. So that, that, that could work. That Allen, Nielsen, Carmichael, that could definitely work. Yeah, it, 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 well, again, that's, I think that's probably on the horizon there, uh, you know, going forward. Oh, by the way, it went from the back of the brain to the front of the brain. John Walton was, was, the, John was Walton. the Breakers uh, quarterback. Joe Walton. Back then. Was John, Joe Walton. Wasn't it Joe Walton? Was, no, no, Joe John Walton. Walton. I remember it was John Walton. John yeah, John Walton. Walton. Okay. Yeah, John okay, Walton. Joe Walton and, and, I, and I forgot another player that was there off the top of my head was, was Marcus Dupree. I just saw a 30 30 oh, yeah. on Marcus Dupree about, about two months ago. Exactly. Yeah, Marcus Dupree. I remember when he came with the Breakers. Um, but, uh, yeah, those were, those were some fun times in the, in the Dome that, that spring. Yep. Um, I think their first year was 80. Four and uh, yeah, eighty four. You know, I think so. Vincent, yep. Right, Herb Vincent graduated from LSU the same year I did from Missouri, and and Herb went right to work for the Breakers mm-hmm. from LSU because Paul Manassa, the legendary LSU SID, he was the first SID of the Breakers, and so and and I worked with uh, Mr. Manassa too, like just for the games, uh, like I was a spotter for the TV people and or for Wayne Mack. Wayne Mack was the uh, was the announcer, but that, that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. I remember Mary Foster from AP was covering those games yep. at that time. Uh, that was my first job working with Mary Foster, producing her uh, her, her um, radio show on WNOE 1060 uh, back in 1982, uh, and uh, the, the first and, and the first um, female sports um, uh, talk show host yeah. in the country. Wow. And and one of the first female sports writers in the country yes. as well at that time. But man, we're we're going down memory lane, buddy. You ain't kidding. Well, we didn't lose the audience. Stay with us. Stay with us. <laughs> hey, talk about Tom Brady. Your your thoughts on his retirement? Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a mercenary at the end, going to the uh, going to the Bucks, but also again a real shot at coming to the Saints if if Breeze doesn't stick around that final year. Just your thoughts on his legacy? Well. He's, uh, you know, for a while there, it was kind of close between him and Peyton Manning, and you could make an argument that, that Peyton was better or as good for a while because, you know, Peyton got the Super Bowls with a different coach almost every time or every time he went to a Super Bowl. He was always under different coaches and didn't have as great a defense as whereas Brady was always under the same coach, Belichick, and had uh, very good defenses most of the time. So I used to kind of think Peyton was better. But then toward the end of Peyton's career, and then Brady kind of took off, so that's not even an argument anymore. But he's, de- he's definitely uh, the GOAT. But, boy, it sure was fun watching the Saints really humble him <laughs> the last yes. two years, uh, especially that, that last game. But, no, he's, he's the best, man, this there's no question about it. I mean, um, you know, there's some others that are that are pretty close to him, like Elway and Arino and, mm-hmm. and uh, Montana, and uh, I'll put Unitas in there too. You know, right. comparing apples and oranges in some of those situations, different eras, but only because he, the era is different. Really, yeah, yeah, you can't really make it. 
No, I'm, I'm with you, no doubt. Hey, Glenn, before we get out of here, we've got about two minutes, about three minutes left. Just your thoughts on the Grambling NIL deal. Again, if this comes to fruition, this could really be pretty groundbreaking. Okay, we did lose him. All right, let's tell you what, let's grab a break right now, see if we can grab for the last couple minutes. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with Digital Six. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes is back. Every score change will draw one winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half million dollars they could use toward their dream home. Get in the game for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 56. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority ends 11 11 Equal housing lender licensed all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities have not offered sponsors promotion in any way. Ever have questions about your prescriptions, even in the middle of the night? Well, Walgreens now offers pharmacy chat 24-7, so you can ask an expert about things like the correct dosage of your medications or possible side effects. Speaking of side effects, the side effect of getting your questions answered at 2 a.m.? Sleeping much easier for the next six hours. Try pharmacy chat today or tonight, online or on the Walgreens app. 
Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is Rapid Urgent Care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Welcome back, Eric Asher, with you until 6. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. Glenn Gilbo finishes up with us. Glenn, I asked you before we lost you, and i got about, about two and a half minutes left, uh, your thoughts on the Grambling NIL deal. Well, i tell you what's interesting about that is, you know, for decades in college football, people have said, oh, the rich, the rich get richer. You know, the, the great programs, the brand names, Oklahoma, Alabama, they, they kind of stay good. And when NIL first came out, I remember people saying that, oh, well, this is just going to be a different way for the rich to get richer. But maybe not, because, you know, if you can be creative and, and, and find the unique, unique things about your school uh, or, or locations for business or, or something, you know, it, that can translate into a more interesting NIL deal. And it sounds kind of like that's what Grambling's doing, you know, and, and they yep. definitely have not been a rich program. So, so that's a dramatic step, and, and uh, you know maybe other schools may have advantages that they that they don't know about that are available through NIL. Yeah, and, and again, not just for getting top heavy with again just the stars getting the money, but spreading that throughout again the entire yeah. athletic department, which is which is huge, I think. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Now, you know the, the NCAA and it's kind of they're making it up as they go with NIL, kind of like the transfer portal too. Sure. So. Some of that may have to be revisited, and it's, it's there's some gray areas with the rules around NIL. So we're going to have to see how that that plays out. And, you know, it's not even a year old yet, so I'm sure it'll be yep. tweaked, and, and the transfer portal definitely needs to be tweaked. About a minute and a half left. Uh, what you got coming up for us on our kick? Well, I'm, I'm heading to Mobile tonight. Uh, Dick Saban is speaking along with Mel Tucker and some other coaches, I'm going to have something on that in the morning along with a, uh, an FCC-wide look at um, – which we're going to be an anticlimactic signing day, except for LSU mm-hmm. and Florida. Except for LSU, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, then more – I'm at the Senior Bowl all week, uh, so a lot more Senior Bowl coverage. Man, I tell you, all them quarterbacks are there. Uh, it's it really is kind of unprecedented in, in modern times to have that many quarterbacks there that are going to draft. It'll be just see how those guys compete. That's probably going to be the, you know, the spotlight this week as far as the quarterbacks go in the, in the Senior Bowl. No question, and and that's one of the reasons I'm going to stay and cover the game. I usually don't cover the game, but yep. And there's so many SEC players in it too, more than usual. Sure. So it's going to be an interesting week. At LSU Beat Tweet and, of course, Outkick.com. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, go Breakers. There you go. <laughs> Glenn and I can relate. We're the same, we're, we're the same age, so we can relate. We can definitely relate. Hey, uh, don't, um, don't forget about Burkhardt again. Uh, ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, looking for a new system. Hey, before you sign that contract with any other company, at least Burkhardt, let Burkhardt give you a price. Uh, honest, reliable. Standing behind their work, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on the radio dial. Also the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app uh, on the World Wide Web at ericasher.com and also Nash FM 106.1. Uh, remember iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. These apps are free apps. Download them. You can get the podcast there. You can take the show with you anywhere. And, of course, it's my privilege to bring you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on all podcasting platforms. 
And uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside the Wall and Sports this week, which features Jeff Duncan of uh, NOLA.com and also Fox 8 Sports. Uh, Thursday, 1 o'clock, live broadcast on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page. 6 p.m. on LAE Thursday night with our first rebroadcast. 10 p.m. on the Deuce. That's WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican. 10 o'clock LAE. 2 a.m. on the Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. I want to thank Glenn Gobel for joining us in the first hour. I, I, I could do an hour with, with Glenn every week. I mean, I really could. I mean, we could get off talking about other things. We could obviously talk about sports and, again, what's happening with the Tigers and the Saints. But um, Glenn and I have some history here in this city, um, both growing up here, lifelong New Orleanians. So I can always go back in time and, and talk to Glenn about, you know, some of the great things that we grew up with in sports. And to me, that's always fun. And, and he's got to tell you what, he's got a uh, iron trap memory. <laughs> you know, some of the things when he's bringing them up to me, I remember them like they were yesterday, but he's got to bring them up to me. Like, again, when he, when he mentioned the, the Breakers quarterback, I knew it was John. I'm thinking, John, John, John. It took a while. When Walton finally came to me, okay? But I always enjoy our conversation. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Ross Jackson. Locked on Saints podcast. He is at the Senior Bowl. He will join us at 535. We'll talk about the Senior Bowl. We'll talk a lot about what's going on uh, with the Saints as well. That's happening at 535. You know, this is, this is a New Orleans show. Yes, we are concentrating more on sports. We talk uh, politics. We talk um, crime. We talk current events. We talk food. We talk pretty much everything on this program. And I tell you what, uh, really sad to hear that uh, a New Orleans broadcasting icon is, is, is hanging it up. Uh, it was announced today that multi-time uh, Emmy and, and Morrow Award-winning journalist uh, Karen Swenson is retiring from, um, from Channel 4 television. Uh, that's going to happen after the February sweeps period. Um, she's been at uh, WWL-TV for t- uh, 24 years. There was a hiatus where, again, she left for a while. I think she went out east and, and, um, and we're, we're doing some TV there. Uh, but then they're up coming back. Uh, she's won, uh, in, I mean, just too many awards to be able to count. Uh, she's been a mainstay at the anchor desk for, for uh, WWL-TV for decades. Uh, and uh, just one of the best to ever do it, honestly. And honestly, a beautiful woman. She is as beautiful today as she was when she first got behind the anchor desk, uh, you know, almost a generation ago. I mean, it's just amazing, uh, again, how beautiful she is. And again, just a, a great anchor, a great reporter, and uh, sad to see her go. Sad to see her go. She's going to work on, going to do some traveling, going to work on some projects for Channel 4. You know, she lost her husband, who was a former NOPD officer, uh, Ron Quillo, a few years ago to cancer. And uh, I know she's got a, a young family as well, and uh, we just wish her the best. She, was, she is and continues to be one of the best we've ever had uh, in this city in terms of broadcasting the news. And uh, she will be missed. There's no doubt about it. She will definitely be missed. Uh, one of the best ever, no doubt about it. Karen Swenson retiring after 24 years at Channel 4 uh, at the end of February sweeps. Also, again, I wanted to talk about a few other things. Uh, we, we, you know, we mentioned this in the first hour. just want to go through this for the 5 o'clockers that are jumping in right now. Um, we know that yesterday the Saints interviewed Doug Peterson. I think that was a great interview on their part because I talked about it yesterday. He's a guy that if you lose any of your coaches uh, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, and look, I've talked about it. Um, you look at um, you look at the Saints' coaching uh, on offense. It's already look. Uh, Ronald Curry's looked at as one of the best quarterback coaches in the NFL. 
he's going to get a chance to be a coordinator at some point, okay? Um, Pete Carmichael's the offensive coordinator. Uh, Peterson is an offensive genius, okay? Uh, you want to talk about Peyton being an offensive genius. Peterson's an offensive genius. Um, we'll see, again, how that plays out. But again, maybe, again, it's an opportunity for him to, to, to uh, join the Saints down the line here. Again, he's got ties um, uh, to, to Louisiana, strong ties to Louisiana. They were supposed to interview Brian Flores today. Brian Flores um, um, uh, sued the NFL today um, for discrimination. Uh, including the New York Giants, the Miami Dolphins, and there was one other team that I did not write down. Um, but nevertheless, I don't know if that had any bearing on him uh, interviewing uh, for, for the job here in New Orleans. Uh, former defensive back coach and former de- defensive back for the Saints, now, all, now the defensive coordinator for the Lions, Aaron Glenn, who I think would be an excellent head coach, to be honest with you. Uh, he's scheduled to interview on Wednesday. Uh, both Dennis Allen and now Darren Rizzi, who's the special teams coordinator for the Saints, will interview on Thursday. So I mentioned earlier, no word on, on, uh, on Eric Bianami, who I think is deserving of a head coaching position. And, of course, uh, he's a New Orleans native who grew up in Los Angeles. So there are some New Orleans ties there as well. Tom Brady officially retired today. Uh, as I've been talking about all week long, since, again, the uh, retirement was leaked all over the weekend, uh, the, the NFC South is wide open now, um, literally wide open. Saints have to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback position, but the rest of the positions on the roster are not hard to fill. Wide receiving position is not going to be hard to fill. Tight end is not going to be hard to fill. Uh, yes, safety, uh, uh, quality, free safety is going to be a little tougher to fill, but I would not overpay for Marcus Williams. No way. I, think I said yesterday I thought it was a mistake letting Trey, letting Trey Henderson go and, and keeping Marcus Williams. Of course, we all know why they kept why they let Trey Henderson go because they had to double down on um, had to double down on um, on Davenport, which they gave up two number one picks for. So uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Now Davenport played well, and he's always played well when he's healthy. Problem is, he's not healthy. And then you go and you draft Peyton Turner number one, and he's injured all season long. You know, same body types, no injured all season long. So, but uh, they lost them, and of course, I talked about it yesterday as well. Now, another one I didn't agree with. You know, bringing Malcolm Jenkins back. You know, you overpay for an aging Malcolm Jenkins, who's been okay, okay, but Von Bell is among the top five in the NFL in terms of pass defense for, for an in-the-box safety. Uh, he is, a, he is a, 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 a sure tackler, and he was, he was getting better every single year here in New Orleans and has continued that trajectory in Cincinnati. He's continued that trajectory in Cincinnati. So, you know, uh, we'll see how this kind of all plays out down the line here, but, again, the Saints – uh, $71 million over the cap. Don't even worry about it. They've already got the recipe on how they're going to um, uh, on how they're going to get under that cap and still have money to be able to spend in free agency. And let me tell you something. There's a few players on that, on that roster of the Tampa Bay Bucks that I would raid. And the reason why I do it is twofold. Number one, you're weakening the Bucks, And number two, you're strengthening your team. Uh, Godwin would be, would, be, would be number one, but I got a feeling that they're going to franchise tag him. Uh, the other would be obviously uh, former LSU Tiger, New Orleans native, St. Saint, Saint Aug, uh, uh, Purple Knight, uh, Leonard Fournette. Fournette's going to get more money now than maybe he would have gotten uh, when, when he left Jacksonville. But to have him as a one-two punch with Kamara would be outstanding. Now, do I think they're going to go in that direction? No. I think they're probably going to draft a young running back and uh, somebody that, again, is the mode, in a mode of a Mark Ingram type of physical back that can catch the ball at the backfield and, uh, because they need help in that offensive backfield as well. 
All right, let's grab a grab a call real quick before we uh, before we jump in. I want to jump into some crime and I want to jump into what's going on with um, uh, the COVID nineteen lawsuit that was brought up, brought uh, forth by um, a uh, Alexandra lawyer against uh, Latoya Cantrell and um, Dr. Vegno. But Joe's in Mandeville. Joe, how you doing, bud? You there, Joe? Rudy, we got him or not? All right, he's not, so let's roll. Let's move on. All right, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the situation with crime here in New Orleans, and I'm going to continue to be able to hop on this as I've done over the last 15 years on this program. Um, i got to tell you right now, I, I was my jaw dropped last night, okay, watching Fox 8 News. Now, this was on all the news stations last night, and I watch all four. Um, but there was a there was a there was a attempted kidnapping, okay, that that happened in the Marining, where this young woman is walking down the street, car pulls up, two guys jump out the car, they grab her, they're dragging her into the car, and and, and the video shows her being forced into the car until the alleged kidnappers see see uh, headlights coming away, and then they jump in and drive off. Here's what blew me away. Yes, that was frightening to see. I got to be honest with you, okay. Um, but the fact that there's been 26 kidnappings in New Orleans, in Orleans Parish, in 2020, that was a COVID-19 year where nobody was on the streets. Think about that for a second. People were, for the most part, people were not on the streets during, during, during COVID-19. Yes, they had people going back and forth to work in a lot of cases, and, and, and they're, they're saying that a lot of people are being, uh, that obviously a lot of people in the service industry are being, are being targeted for crime, which we already know. But 26 kidnappings in 2020. Then 30 kidnappings in 2021. In the month of January, already two kidnappings. Now, that's the ones that we know of. What I would like to know is, over the last three years, how many attempted kidnappings happened? Like what we saw in the Marini that happened last Thursday. They finally, again, they showed the video footage last night on, on, on all the um, news stations. Look, obviously, we hear all the time about carjackings, robbery, murder, car break-ins. But uh, that particular crime... It's never on the radar. I, look, I've been following crime in this town on the radio for 15 years, okay, since Katrina. Uh, before that, again, this show was strictly sports. Um, and I have never spoken about kidnapping on this program. And I didn't think, again, but when you talk about 26, 30 kidnappings, that, that's, that's got to be a high number, especially for a, a city the size of New Orleans. And why we don't hear more about this? Uh, it's not really on the radar, but it's frightening. You know, you got these criminals now that are trolling for people not only to rob and carjack them, but now to kidnap them. That's just crazy, out of control. That's why, again, I continue to harp on, on the fact that when you look at this city right now and, and all the political rhetoric that's going on about, again, it's your fault about crime, it's not my fault, no, it ain't my fault, no, it's your fault, everybody blaming each other. I went through again yesterday again the, some of the bullet points out there of, 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 of uh, some of the plans that, that the council has, the DA has. Uh, the chief has, I can't say the mayor, the mayor hasn't come out with any, with any, with any type of plan, okay, on, on how to fight crime. Uh, but uh, we're, in a, we're in a tough, tough spot right now in New Orleans. And look, I said it yesterday, 900 police officers. Sure, it's going to be augmented by, again, um, uh, criminal sheriff's deputies, uh, uh, policemen, uh, or, or, or again, law enforcement, certified law enforcement from, from other parishes. And, of course, the state troopers are going to come in from Mardi Gras. But it's pretty frightening this year when you talk about the minimal amount of cops that we have on, on the beat right now and then trying to pull off a Mardi Gras at the same time when you know these stick-up kids are not going to stop simply because it's Mardi Gras. 
They have no reverence for the traditions in our city. Are you kidding me? Taking a, a gun on, on a parade route, second nature for these guys. Not to mention, can you, see, can you imagine walking with your family uh, again to go back to your car after parade and worry about getting carjacked or robbed? It's just a frightening time right now in New Orleans. Again, because of uh, look, what has happened two years ago, because of George Floyd's situation, because of, again, the civil unrest, uh, the mayor and the police chief made a concerted effort to get rid of these tiger units, which was stopping, again, crime. That and the revolving door out of, out of Tulane and Broad is one of the reasons why we are where we are today. Uh, this is the, probably the worst crime wave since the 80s uh, in this city. And in the 80s, we had like 1,500 cops. We got 900 now, 900. Finally, again, there's a state lawsuit against the mayor and the health director uh, of Egno and their COVID-19 restrictions. The lawsuit was filed by uh, uh, Alexander attorney uh, Jimmy Faircloth, who, you remember, used to work for Jimmy, uh, used to work for uh, Bobby Jindal uh, in, during his administration. He alleges that, the, that the, the city, the mayor, and the health director have taken author- authoritarian actions under the pretense of an emergency without an end. That's something I talked about when this first started in 2020. Can you have an emergency that has no end to it? Okay. Um, the plaintiffs are mostly from Orleans and Jefferson Parish. Uh, they are seeking an injunction to block the city from enforcing mass requirements, proof of vaccinations, or negative tests uh, to be able to get into a bar, restaurant, other public places, including, again, sporting events and concerts. They are also including uh, carnival parades, marching clubs, and bands uh, in, in this lawsuit as well. The lawsuit claims that the mayor... Uh, the mayor's rules violate the state constitution's right to privacy and equal protection. The plaintiffs are using a state court because, again, the federal lawsuit that was brought before the mayor in, 20, in March of 2021 was defeated and was thrown out of court. Um, again, look, this is my personal feeling. And I have a pre-existing condition. I've said it before. I have asthma. And it's one of the reasons why I've been very careful where I go, what I do. I'm about taking personal responsibility. I don't want to, again, because I have a pre-existing condition, stop the economy, okay? The economy should go on. I just have to make decisions on, again, where I feel comfortable in being. That's the way I've approached this since day one. I believe in personal responsibility. I believe that there's a freedom, uh, again, uh, uh, of choice to make your own choice on whether you want to be masked or, again, uh, and if you want to be masked or vaccinated. Yes, I would like everyone to be vaccinated. But I don't think I'm in a position to tell someone, again, that you have to be vaccinated. Especially, again, if it's not a mandate from the federal government and, and becomes law. Okay, this is something under, under an emergency. And, you know, again, those old, whenever you have these emergency de- uh, declarations, they can be open-ended. And that's, what, that's the problem with it. Um, it's the, it's, and it's about time, i got to be honest with you, that, that, again, the mayor's COVID-19 rules have been brought, uh, have been, been, been uh, have been at least challenged in court. It has brought undue hardship on Orleans Parish residents and businesses. We've been talking about it forever, especially because of an unfair playing field, okay, that she has created for business by not following the state COVID-19 mandates. If Orleans Parish is going by one set of rules, which are much more stricter, and Jefferson, St. Bernard, St. Tammany, um, you look at, again, the surrounding parishes that, that circle New Orleans, and they're not. Again, we've already seen it. The mass exodus of, of individuals that say, I'm not going to Orleans, okay? I'd rather do business in Jefferson Parish or St. Bernard or St. Tammany. And, it's, again, it's, it's frustrated, again, business owners uh, across the, the city of New Orleans. Whether you believe in the COVID mandates or not, whether you believe in the COVID-19 
mandates or not. So again, we'll see again how that's how that how that plays out. Uh, if if there will be an injunction, especially for the Mardi Gras season. Look, let me say this right now. I think we all realize that more than likely, okay, based on what we've seen in the past, that after Mardi Gras, we're going to have a COVID-19 outbreak in New Orleans. I mean, we are. Again, the, the numbers are going to go up. We're going to have people from coming from around the world that are going to be coming to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. So obviously at that point, it's going to go up, okay? Uh, you just have to make, the pers- have a, make, make a personal decision on, again, how, how you feel about going out. And, and participating or going to a restaurant, going to a bar, personal responsibility. That's all. I'm fully vaccinated, fully boosted. I wear a mask. That's my, that's my choice. But I don't want to put my choice on other people. When we traveled, I said before, we traveled to Tennessee twice this year, you know, once for our vacation during the Christmas holidays and once when we were evacuated for Hurricane Ida. People in Tennessee weren't wearing masks. Matter of fact, people among the, in the everywhere we travel, from Tennessee to Alabama to Mississippi into, into Louisiana, again, uh, they, they did not adhere to the mandates that we saw here in Orleans Parish. Now, good, bad, indifferent, it is what it is. It's a different set of rules in different states. But I've always felt like since the beginning of this pandemic that take a personal responsibility based on, again, what's going on in your family, your circle, and, of course, what's happening with you personally. But don't, again, make a blanket mandate for, that everyone has to follow these rules. And uh, we'll see if ultimately this, uh, this ends up working out uh, when it comes to, the, uh, comes to the lawsuit. Obviously, I think, I think it's long overdue. Long overdue, honestly, long overdue. Businesses have suffered too long for two years. We've lost too many locally owned and operated businesses in the city because of these mandates. Because I said before, the chains, they will survive, okay? They will survive. It is, it is the local businesses that will not survive. And, and that's, that's part of the deal here. All right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Uh, at 535, we're going to be joined by Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast. He's live for the Senior Bowl. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, and Metairie. They've been around since 1972. And let me tell you, again, look, we love our locally owned and operated business. We love longevity when you can have, you know, generations of family that can be involved in it. And that's what this business is, family owned and operated. Uh, almost the entire Piazza family works at Southern Tire. So if you're at Southern Tire and you're talking to somebody uh, that's, that's uh, you know, behind the desk, maybe uh, in the mechanic shop, it's probably a Piazza, okay? So, look, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, uh, something for everyone's budget, financing available. That's wheels and tires with 30 inches. And then, of course, the diagnostic equipment, which is key, again, when it comes to today's vehicles, right? I mean, look, the dealerships are using it. Uh, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And I've said before, I'll go, on the, I'll go on the limb here and say even more modern diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership right there at Southern Tire. Uh, ASE certified technicians. And those, some of those technicians have been with, uh, with Tony uh, for decades, okay? And, and, you know, you know them by name when they're taking care of your vehicle. Looking for a place that you can trust when it comes to your vehicle or when it comes to for tires. It's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the services they provide with their customers. Truly a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle, whether it's your own vehicle or fleet account. It's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. 
New Orleans country. 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Are you ready for the cold this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my heating system ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. With 30 years of the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any heating system. Burkhart gets your system running right, and they can find and fix problems before you really need the heating system this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhart at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt's got you covered. Single day installs. And, of course, uh, Jason Burkhardt in Las Vegas right now at the um, 
uh, Generac Generator Convention. Uh, for what I understand, finally the generators are starting to flow again, and uh, folks are able to get those generators installed. They'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. Don't forget financing available for generators. That new install quality check after after one month for everything that they install for you. And then, of course, the service after the sale. Uh, emergency service. It's available 24-7. Also, again, the the um, uh, if you use that generator over 100 hours, make sure you get it serviced by a professional. Burkhart can do that for you. 15 trucks in the field. Again, they have their own uh, um, uh, they have their own generator uh, servicemen that that are that are on call for you. So again, you're thinking generators, especially again with this being February, we're only a few months away from hurricane season. Man, get in touch with Burkhart. They are the generator sales and service experts. All right, uh, Pels are in Detroit tonight. I mentioned this in the first hour, losing to Cleveland last night. Uh, tough loss for them. Look, Brandon Ingram's hurt. And when you got when you don't have any Zion, Zion's gone, Ingram's gone. Uh, that, that is a tough spot for this team. You know, Valanciunas has been hurt, hurt. Uh, Ingram and hurt at the same time. It, it's just rough. It really is. Um, 93 to 93 to, to 90 last night. Uh, they're in 12th place. They're two and a half games out of the uh, out of the 10th spot. So they're in striking distance here. Um, 18 and 32, and um, loses a four in a row. Um, this is the second back to back within the last week uh, for them on the road. And uh, so they'll finish up there, and then they'll be, they'll be coming back home. But Detroit uh, is tonight. Now, look, they went 7-5 and five in December. And there were high hopes that, again, even though the schedule was a little bit tougher in January, that they would have another winning month. They, they went 5-10. and 10. So, uh, again, but still, eight, at 18-32, and 32, they're still right there. Uh, we've talked about C.J. McCollum, the possibility of them, them being aggressive and uh, being buyers at the uh, trading deadline, which, again, is uh, February the 10th at 2 p.m. We'll see how that plays out. Look, you got to give up something to get something, right? I've said it before. Draft picks, I'm, I have no problem. I surely don't want to get rid of Josh Hart, who is the heart and soul of this team. And I, I would not want to get rid of either Nikhil Alexander-Walker nor, uh, nor Jackson Hayes when you start talking about some of the young players. Kyra Lewis, I might move off of Kyra Lewis. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, obviously, you know, uh, you look at this team right now, it's still kind of learning un- un- under, under Willie Green. And uh, the hope is that they can get healthy for the stretch run and really make a, 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 a real run at, at the 10th spot. Because once you get in the playoffs, look, anything can happen. It's hard in the NBA based on, again, where you got to go. But once you get in that tournament, you're going to have a chance to be able to get, get in the playoffs and then we'll see what happens. All you want is, again, some type of success for this team going forward. I mean, you can't have another, another situation where uh, the bottom falls out at the end of the season. Uh, it is what it is. Look, to me, I, I would move on from Griffin. Uh, he's been eerily silent through all this situation, which, again, rightly so, because he's lost really the, uh, the trust of the fan base and, and this media member. Um, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Uh, Trajan Langdon is right there. You want to talk about a, a seamless transition like what they're doing with the Saints? He would be a seamless transition. The guy's going to be a general manager in the NBA, okay? Why not here? So we'll see how that kind of how that works out in the long run. Uh, but uh, the Pels got to start putting together some wins here. And hopefully, again, Ingram can get back healthy. Uh, that Instagram post wasn't just, you know, uh, just a faux post out there with, with uh, Zion. And he'd get back on, on the floor as well. And this team will start winning some games and winning consecutive games because that's what you got to do. You got to put together consecutive wins here. Uh, right now, Pell's in 10th spot, two and a, two and a half, two, uh, 
12 spot, two and a half games out of the 10 spot. All right, let's head to Mobile, Alabama. The site of the Senior Bowl. Are you still trying to get him? All right. Um, then uh, let me tell you what. Um, let him try to get. Uh, let him try to get our guest, which is um, Ross Jackson, of um, Locked On Saints podcast. Uh, and uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Jeff Duncan is my guest. Jeff uh, again has written a, mo- a couple books about uh, Peyton and also um, uh, Peyton and Breeze. You'll get a chance to be able to um, uh, be able to hear his thoughts on uh, Sean Peyton, his legacy. And then what's next for the New Orleans Saints? So, again, Jeff Duncan joining me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Make sure you tune in to that. All right, let's head back. To, let's head to the guest line. Again, live from the Senior Bowl, uh, doing it for Locked on Saints podcast. Ross Jackson is our guest. Ross, how are you? Hey, doing very well. They're trying to stay warm out here. We had the sun go down, and it got a little, uh, got a little cold up here, but we're doing all right. You got a, little, a lot of good yeah. stuff here this weekend. <laughs> Man, I... I, I went to the Senior Bowl. We broadcast live in the Senior Bowl back in 2005, right? That was pre-Katrina, mm-hmm. right before the storm. And um, uh, first of all, I had a blast, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was a great the, – the, the folks in Mobile do a fantastic job in, in hosting that event. Uh, the, the hospitality by the Senior Bowl is second to none. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really get into the job and really get it, you can learn so much – about right. these players that are coming in, in into the league. And this is a special year because of um, the fact that you've got so many quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft that are actually competing at the Senior Bowl, something we have not seen in recent years. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think we have seen uh, sort of over the course of the past few years, uh, particularly as these first-round quarterbacks have started to participate, in this event, and now we're seeing more and more of it. And, and you've got you know a few of these guys that could end up going in the first round this season, I mean, Kenny Pickett, of course, out of Pittsburgh is going to be the big one that a lot of folks are watching. But Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati has drawn a lot of attention. Sam Howell out of UNC practice today, as well as uh, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis, who I actually think had the best day of the quarterbacks on, uh, on day one, at least. Now, we've seen this before at the Senior Bowl, to where the quarterback that comes out and has the best day day one isn't usually the quarterback that ends up having the best day for the best mm-hmm. week in terms of prolonged success. So we'll wait to see what uh, happens over the next couple of days. But you're absolutely right. These quarterbacks, they're getting more and more talented. And really, the I would say probably the talent across this team, these teams all together at every position, more and more talented. A lot of guys are going to be able to raise their draft stock. Some of them already, if not uh, now, uh, could even play themselves into the first round. We've already heard, heard a little bit of that conversation around certain prospects today. Mm-hmm. Ross, looking at it from through, again, Saints glasses here, what quarterback do you think might be the best fit for the, for the Saints going forward if they, again, elevate Dennis Allen? We'll talk about that in a couple minutes, and they go with the same offense going forward. Who do you think is the best fit there that may want to take a chance on? Yeah, look, I, I think that if they kept Dennis Allen at head coach, and that might mean that the Saints would still kind of you know, look to their usual prototypes and look to their usual um, sort of uh, criteria in terms of drafting players. And with that would come the, the Bill Parcells quarterback commandments, the seven things that a quarterback must do in order to be drafted, which includes starting 30 games, winning 23, three years as a starter, graduating college, all of these. And there aren't a lot of these guys that uh, check all of the boxes, but both Kenny Pickett as well as Sam Howell do. And Kenny Pickett may end up going off the board early, and so for the Saints, if they're not looking to trade up, they're not looking to be that kind of aggressive, I would keep an eye out on at 18 or even into the second round, uh, going at, uh, again uh, later on in, in the draft, getting a guy like Sam Howell out of UNC, 
could certainly make a lot of sense for New Orleans. So that's definitely the name that I would be, you know, kind of searching and keeping an eye out on all throughout this week because Sam Howell has the ability here to really raise his draft stock, especially in a 2021 collegiate season where he had lost all of his weapons, had some trouble with the offensive line, and had to run for over a thousand yards uh, as opposed to the usual around 300 that he hovered in. So he was put on the move quite a bit last season, but still was able to be productive with. Uh, you know, less talent around him. So definitely uh, Sam Howell would be the name that I would be watching moving forward if I was the Saints fan. Wide receiver, you know, is is a huge position. It's, it might be their first-round pick if it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the receivers that are participating this week at the Senior Bowl, anyone, again, that you may be keeping an eye on that may work with the Saints? Yeah, so I'll be watching a few uh, throughout. Reggie Roberson, who's a little bit of a veteran. He's been around in Ole Miss for quite a while, and so he's somebody that's going to bring a lot of experience uh, good development, good route running, nice hands. So he'll be one that I'll be watching, as well as Alec Pierce uh, out of Cincinnati. He's a big sort of, I would say, Marcus Colston-type possession receiver, but that can do a lot for you. He can still push deep, win some 50-50 balls, and be a red zone threat. He's another one that I'll be watching. And then there are some of the smaller, shiftier guys. There's a Christian Watson here out of North Dakota State University. He's really, really smooth, a lot of fun to watch. He really popped off of, uh, paper today, um, you know, or really popped off the field today, excuse me, uh, as as he went through his workouts and went through one-on-one with some of the, you know, really, really good cornerback talent that's also here, including players like Fayetteville State's Joshua Freeman and Cincinnati's Kobe Bryant. Cincinnati very heavily represented here, as you would imagine, uh, as a playoff team. So those are a couple that I'll be watching. But a small school uh, wide receiver that I just want to mention quickly is Romeo Dubs out of Nevada. About six foot two, a little bit, you know, he hovers around at six foot one, six foot two range, depending upon where you're looking at his measurements, around the 200 um, pound weight area. But he is a bigger body that can win some 50 50 balls, but also has the ability to push deep and get open and stretch the field, something that might be a nice compliment for the New Orleans Saints if they're looking to, uh, to get somebody up there next to Michael Thomas, who I'm sure the team would love to have right. back with them in 2022. Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints podcast. What about a running back? And I, and I think they got to go young with a running back uh, to, be, uh, again, take pressure off of Alvin Kamara, maybe a big back that can catch the ball at the backfield, maybe someone in the, uh, in the mold of a Mark Ingram who has one more year left on his deal. Uh, is there that player there at, at, at the senior bowl that you may be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's actually a really great one that popped uh, quite a bit today, Six foot one, around 200 pounds. Uh, Devonta Price, he is out of Florida International. He is a one of the – I would call him a one-cut running back, kind of like what the Saints had in Latavius Murray, uh, for instance. Now, a little bit shorter than okay. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray was great. He was six foot three, so if he fell down, he gained you two yards. So that was always nice. But uh, Devonta Price kind of carries a little bit of those same qualities as somebody that can make one cut, get through a hole. He can run between the tackles. He's strong. He's physical and shows a lot of burst with the ball in his hands as well. So that's definitely a running back to keep an eye out on. How about the free safety position? If they decide not to re-sign Marcus Williams, or he outprices himself? Yeah, there's a couple of safeties out here. Um, are uh, hopefully we'll be able to get a better look at throughout the week. Um, you know, today's practice didn't really include a lot of deep balls or a lot sure. of airing it out. But there are, you know, certainly those safeties out there that are going to be worth keeping an eye out on. Uh, there is uh, one safety that I'm particularly interested in who has been playing. Um, Kind of a, a really interesting role with his team, playing a lot of, you know, he's uh, kind of all over the place. He's playing quite a bit within the, uh, uh, in the box. He's playing a lot on the outside. He's doing a lot of 
different uh, looks. He's the one that's coming out of Baylor, uh, Jalen Petrie, who's been a lot of fun to uh, keep an eye out on uh, all throughout. Or excuse me, uh, JT Woods. My apologies. Um, okay. Who has been? Uh, there's two. There's two Baylor safeties out here, but it's Woods is the one that they've been moving around quite a bit, kind of chess piece in that way. And so I think that if you're looking for somebody that could potentially be a guy that they can put in a lot of multiple situations, especially if this Dennis Allen is going to continue mm-hmm. with the team, and let's say he were to be hired as the head coach. I assume you would see a lot of familiar tendencies, which would be you know, utilizing some single high safety as well as also utilizing some split safety looks and sort of diversifying what those, um, what those looks might look like for the opposing quarterback. It's one of the things that they did very well in terms of taking advantage of Tom Brady, for instance, who, of course, you know, made his uh, airwaves today. Couldn't go without being in yeah. the news with his uh, right. second retirement of the week. Um, but definitely uh, somebody to uh, keep an eye out on. And I think safety is going to be a, a tough one to watch because – or mm-hmm. not a tough one to watch, but an interesting one to watch because it could be tough yeah. filling Marcus Williams' shoes. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, again, uh, if you bring a veteran in, uh, you know, how much less is he going to make than, than Williams? Williams turned on a top-five contract last year at the position. He's the, he, again, it's, it, it's almost impossible to franchise tag him this year because right. of the dollars. So, I mean, again, at that point, he's going he's gonna to be able to name his number. We'll see how that plays out. I do want to ask a couple of questions before we let you go. Now, number one, um, just give us your thoughts on, on Peyton stepping down, uh, walking away from the, from, from the Saints head coaching position, uh, your thoughts on that, and then his legacy. And then I want to get into your thoughts on, again, where direction the Saints will go in terms of, of filling out that head coaching position. Yeah, um, wow. Uh, you know, what can you say about Sean Payton, right? I mean, 15, 15 incredible seasons, 16 incredible years with this team taking it to heights that, you know, some folks that like us that grew up watching the team and everything, like hadn't imagined that they would ever be able to go. And, you know, that goes beyond just the Super Bowl. that goes, you know, to all of the division wins, the, the conference championship game appearances, uh, the winning records, everything that he's put together. And so I think, uh, you know, the him stepping away from the team, certainly a surprise. And it's always going to be, you know, a little strange referring to him as former New Orleans Saints head coach, Sean Payton moving forward but you know mm-hmm. when you hear his reasoning and you know where his heart is here going into 2022 and everything it, it makes perfect sense and it's you know a, a better situation for the Saints than it is for some of these other teams that are looking for head coaches right now as they're not in the midst of dysfunction Sean Payton left this team in a really really great place that you know yes has some salary cap things but they'll get past all of that they have a plan for that and it was you know, planned out way before. It's not as if the Saints are going to wake up in March and be surprised by how much they're over the salary cap. They have a plan for this. And so I think that, you know, you look at what Sean Payton has left for someone else, there's a really good foundation here to be able to build upon. And so when you look at his legacy, that'll be a part of it that you remember. And, you know, you also remember him not only as someone that was one of the greatest coaches of the modern era, one of the greatest head coaches of our time, but also as a figurehead, uh, a cultural figurehead mm-hmm. in terms of why culture is important, but also how the culture of the NFL and the play styles of the NFL changed because of Sean Payton, you know, the three running backs, the, you know, sixth offensive lineman helping to turn offensive line from five positions to six positions, the Taysom Hill role, quote unquote, the Joker role, the, you know, the Alvin Kamara role, you know, um, every team has gone around trying to replicate those pieces. Meanwhile, Sean Payton has developed them himself in New Orleans. And so I think that's going to be a big part of what everyone will remember his successful career um, alongside. And then in terms of, you know, where the Saints go next, I, I still think that the most logical hire is, is Dennis Allen. They're promoting the defensive coordinator there. 
Um, Mickey Loomis has spoken extensively, and we'll hear more from him uh, this mm-hmm. week uh, here in Mobile. Yes. But he's spoken extensively about how they don't want to break up the nebulous. They're not trying to rebuild anything or regrow anything here. They're wanting to keep things intact as best as possible. And I think Dennis Allen gives you the greatest path to continuity. Uh, your thoughts on whether Peyton will coach again and how soon if, if he does? Oh, I think – I. It, it's interesting, you know, because Bill Cowher told everybody when he retired that it's probably not forever either, right? <laughs> and yes. Of course, then he got the taste of, you know, being a television analyst, and uh, surely those days are a little bit shorter and, uh, you know, a little bit easier, quote-unquote. You know, nothing's easy, but, you know, um, I think that when you look at that, it's, it's very possible that happens with Sean Payton because I imagine Payton is going to get a ton of interest from media outlets. I know that there's always been, already been – you know, reports hovering around about him, you know, either already receiving that or expecting mm-hmm. to receive that, whatever that might be. And so um, I, I think it might be tough, you know, depending upon if he falls in love with the TV world to leave that. Uh, but, you know, certainly if uh, he does return to coaching at some point, I think it would be sooner rather than later. I don't think it would be something to where he would be away for a couple of years. That seems like a decision that you would make because you didn't enjoy the TV world or something like that coming back into next year. Um, and certainly any team that were to end up with him at that point would be a very, very lucky franchise. Your thoughts on Tom Brady, his retirement, his legacy in the NFL? You know, look, I I want to acknowledge, first of all, what an incredible career, of course, for Tom Brady and and everything that he has uh, achieved in his time with two different franchises. But, you know, the thing for me that I keep thinking now that Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement goes back to Sean Payton, goes back to the New Orleans Saints, and it's how important this hire is for the New Orleans Saints and getting this right over the course of the offseason. At this point, the NFC South is wide open. You have the Atlanta Falcons who feel like they're a couple years behind a rebuild and need to figure out what they're going to, you know, how they can plan for their future post Matt Ryan. The uh, Carolina Panthers are still trying to figure out exactly who Matt Rule is and what that team looks like. And then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who, you know, just lost the quarterback that made all the difference for them, the player on the field that made all the difference for them, and have a lot of outgoing free agents this offseason. All of a sudden, the New Orleans Saints who are just, you know, three, four pieces away on each side of the ball or, you know, two, two or one or two on each side of the ball, then you end up in a situation there to where you can address that because you have a phenomenal scouting department, including guys like Michael Parenton and, of course, Jeff Ireland, who thankfully for the Saints hadn't been hired away so far this season. So you just have to get the right head coach, the guy that can lead the culture, get the right defensive coordinator in place of Dennis Allen if that happens to be the hire. And then all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're competing for your division right away with Tom Brady having retired. How much do you think um, Mickey Loomis changes this time around? Look, he was uh, when Randy Mueller was fired, he was given the keys to the uh, to, to the uh, uh, the facility, the team. Uh, Jim Haslett to him worked together, but he had the final say. Peyton comes in, has an incredible first year and, and seems to be the guy that, again, he even said in his, in his press conference, they never told me no. So he was the last word on personnel, et cetera. Now you got a situation where Jeff Island is still here. You mentioned Michael Parrington on the pro personnel side uh, where it was maybe Peyton having the last word. Is it going to be Dennis Allen or the, or the head coach or will it be Mickey Loomis? My guess is it's going to be Mickey Loomis. And then what do you think that means for the franchise going forward? I completely agree. I think that that goes back to, to Mickey Loomis. And I think that, you know, you look at the, the draft since 2017, and it's a perfect reason why. When Jeff Ireland was sort of, you know, came in and sort of took over the, the draft scope, all of a sudden you ended up with your, you know, offensive and defensive uh, rookies of the year on the same, uh, on, you know, in the same season and in the same draft class. And so, you know, you look at all of that and the way that they've been able to build the drafts, the points where at the beginning of the 2021 season, out of all the starters that they lined up, 
um, that you know only two of them hadn't been drafted by the New Orleans Saints or didn't show up as undrafted free agents. And so I think you look at that, you look at their ability in the past to also, you know, I know Terry Fontenot is now gone, but Michael Parenton very much of the same tree coming mm-hmm. through and being able to bring in, you know, pro personnel over the course of the, uh, the free agency and the offseason, everything. So I think there's a lot of trust in the front office to be able to build the team, which would allow the coach to focus on the coaching, right? Being able to get yes. everything in place uh, with good coordinators and coordinators that they trust. Meanwhile, the the team building and the, the personnel portion of it all comes down to the prototypes, molds, the sort of um, – criteria that are created by the mm-hmm. personnel folks and the scouts. And I think that that's a very healthy um, division of labor, particularly when you're a first would effectively be a first year head coach coming in to work with, you know, a brand new team uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Ross, always a pleasure, man. Really appreciate your time. Really love what you're doing on the podcast. Tell the folks about the podcast, how they can follow you on social media, what you got coming up for us. Hey, I appreciate you, Eric. Always a pleasure being here with you. And, of course, if y'all are interested in more, you can always follow on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A, and you can catch the Locked on Saints podcast on every podcast provider as well as on YouTube every Monday through Friday, fresh episodes every day, 25 to 30 minutes per episode, bite-sized. Just make sure you get all the information that you need for each day and that, you know, your daily commute on your run, wherever it is that you uh, listen to podcasts. I appreciate you again, Eric. Always a pleasure to be here with you, buddy. Hey, man, enjoy Mobile. It's always a blast, and it's always a great place to be able to make uh, a great contacts, but also to check out the future crop of NFL players. Uh, I'm envious, my friend. Absolutely. Hey, I'll toast to you at Beats, all right? How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, thanks, Ross. Have a great time. Take care, bud. You as well. All right, Ross Jackson, again, Locked On Saints podcast. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's right now. Look, it's, the sun's gone down. It's getting a little bit cooler. You just get home. Man, all of a sudden, the heater or the air conditioner is not working. What are you going to do? You're going to call Burkhardt. ACpromise.com, ACpromise.com. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Look, I've said this in the past. If for some reason they can't get a part from, from the, um, from the uh, supply house uh, for your system, it, in the summer, they put in window units in your home so that you can stay home and be cool. It's all about customer service, taking care of their customers. And, of course, we'll never gouge and never cheat you. For a company you can trust with your AC system, with your heating system, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave me at insagency.com. 
Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Why does Walgreens offer co-pays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 co-pays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hey guys, Craig Fisher here, Fisher & Sons Jewelers. Tired of all the hype of who has the best diamond prices or who has the best color, clarity, symmetry? Do you want all of the above? Choose Fisher & Sons Jewelers. No sales hype here, just straightforward, trustworthy, and honest service. Fisher & Sons Jewelers, where the unusual is commonplace. Fisher & Sons Jewelers in Metairie. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. We wrap it up here on this Tuesday. Thanks so much for being there, as always. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. I want to thank Glenn Gilbo of Outkick, uh, Ross Jackson of um, Locked on Saints Podcast for joining us for the program. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the show is brought to you by the Katie's Family of Restaurants. We'll have uh, Sean Vazan, who will be from the Senior Bowl, and also Celebrity um, uh, Chef Scott Craig will join us on the program. I want to thank all of the great sponsors who sponsor our program. Thank you so much for supporting those sponsors. We appreciate that very much, and we appreciate those sponsors, uh, again, supporting our program. You go to ericasher.com, click on the icon on the, on the slideshow of your favorite sponsor. It'll take you right to their website. Uh, menus, times of operation, everything you need to know right there on ericasher.com. Also want to thank Rudy back at studio, uh, as always, for, for producing the program. Don't forget, uh, we're going to have uh, Jeff Duncan on the award-winning Inside and Wallen Sports this week. Uh, and looking forward to having him, again, from NOLA.com and, and also from Fox 8 Sports. And uh, as always, our podcast uh, will be available about 20 minutes after the program ends. So if you missed any of today's program, feel free to check out the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform because the podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you check it out. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much. 
Really appreciate you tuning in the show. It's been an absolute blast to bring it to you. Coming up next, keep it right here, locked and loaded on 106.1 for all access. My good friend Jude Young takes over. Always a great hour with Jude. He'll cover it all for you. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. So until tomorrow at 4 o'clock, my name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the mayor, they all got to go. The Lord, I swear.